you a musician interested in improving your performance? Welcome to Notes on Jazz. I'm your host, Keith Davis. If you want to learn more about jazz improvisation, harmony, and composition, or just want to improve your piano skills, this is the place for you. We'll be hosting interviews with fellow musicians, offering tips and techniques on study and practice, and lots of other cool stuff. Whatever instrument you play, or if you're a vocalist, you will find something helpful and interesting here. So come hang out with us at Notes on Jazz. I'm really happy today to have a, a new good friend of mine, a great drummer named Alan Hall, lives up in Asheville. Um, I met Alan through Art Landy, who I've also interviewed on this podcast. And uh, it's a real pleasure to have Alan here, not just a drummer, he's a composer, band leader, does a lot of things, teacher. Uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. So welcome, Alan. Great to hey, have man. you. Hey, nice to be here. Yeah, you're good. Glad you could do it, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So how long have you been in Asheville now? I think we've been, it's just over four years. Wow. Well, yeah. And you're staying busy. It looks like you're staying busy. You teach a lot. And yeah, I, I'm teaching. I, I, I'm teaching at Guitar Center. Um, good. Almost like four days a week, uh -huh. at least partial days, sometimes fuller days. Uh -huh. and then I, I teach at my house uh, on Zoom lessons, you know? Yeah, good. And then playing and and uh with my band and playing with other people yeah yeah good yeah i hope we get a chance to play together again sometime me too i mean actually the only time we play together is when i sat in when you were doing that gig with art yeah yeah <laughs> so we gotta uh, do more we gotta do more of that yeah i was just in Asheville yesterday actually i just had to come up for a couple things during the daytime but uh and i used to play there quite a bit more but um i guess just the scene scene has changed and a lot yeah. more musicians living in Asheville now so yeah, I mean, so you, so how, how how long have you been around in this area? I've been living in Greenville since 1997. Okay, so you've seen Asheville go through a lot of changes. Oh yeah, and, and Greenville too. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. And is Asheville seen uh, decreasing as far as you're concerned? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of. I think it's happening everywhere, man. It certainly happened here. I mean. I mean, I've always managed to to have steady gigs, and I've always managed to play. And but uh, there are just less venues where you know where the type of music that we do. There are just less venues for that, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the pay, of course, hasn't gotten any better. Uh, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, it, can, yeah. it has, but uh, I mean, it hasn't gotten any better. Sometimes it's gotten stayed the same or gotten worse, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just, uh, it, but it seems like that's a trend everywhere, from what I understand, you know. Yeah. So um, I think more of us are relying on teaching more, and um, I know I'm trying to do more online things like this podcast. I started a Substack where I talk oh. about not just music but also martial arts. I do martial arts too. Right, and, right. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting into that, trying to use the Substack thing and trying to get into doing some teaching online, like you said you do as well. Yeah, good. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the live music is suffering, it seems like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, COVID certainly didn't help. And I, I, uh, I think COVID knocked out a bunch of clubs just yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing is um, – down here, I mean, I mean, there aren't any jazz clubs down here anyway, but at least one music club that I know about was shut down because insurance went so was got so high. The insurance really? got so expensive they couldn't afford it, you know. So um, I think that's a problem too. Um, you know, it's just gotten more expensive to run a to run a business, a live a venue, you know. So I, I saw. I know I'm asking you questions, but no, it's okay. It's I'm, it's I'm curious because. Uh, when we first moved here, we went that we have some friends down in Greenville, and we went down to a jazz. It was a, it was a jazz club, or was, a, was it called Blues Boulevard by any chance? Is that the downstairs with the brick walls and the? Uh, it was the, the jazz society had a had at. Oh, you're talking about uh, Coffee Underground. Yeah, the yeah, underground yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, I just is played there last week. Yeah. Is that so? It's still open. Yeah, it's still going on. Uh, again, it's not. I mean, it's not really a music venue per se. Right. They mainly, mainly do like comedy comedy shows down there, things like that. Okay. But I play. I play with the Jazz Collective, Greenville Jazz Collective. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. And we did a performance down there last week or two weeks ago, I guess. 
Okay. Uh, so that's, it's a potential venue. Of course. I mean, it's up to you, you know, you have to rent it. I think it's minimal rent, but you have to rent it and then promote your, promote your shows, you know? Oh. So it's not a, it's not an ongoing music venue per se. Ah, yeah. so I might've seen you play. Did you play with Jason to Christopher when he, he did like a Cal Jader night or something like that? Yeah, I think I did do that several years ago. Yeah. It's been a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I think I did do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah how about that? That was Justin before we had actually met each other. Yeah. 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 Justin, Justin on drums. Ju yeah. Yeah. Justin on drums. Yeah. 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 Justin plays in my trio. Okay. Um, we're going to Ash well, going to Savannah in a few weeks. We're playing at a club in Savannah, downtown Savannah. Great. With the quartet. It's Ron Brendel on bass and uh, Peter Demery playing sax. Nice. And, yeah, it's cool. We do a lot of original music. I've been wanting to get into this club for a long time, but uh, uh it finally happened. Some friends a friend of mine helps book it, an old friend of mine from Savannah. Great. So uh we're looking forward to that. Do some original music, you know, and some mix it up a little, you know. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, that's how you so, got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there are. I mean, the the drag is that there just aren't a lot of venues to like. I can't just go out and get a trio gig for myself and get my guys to come down here. You know, Ron lives in Charlotte and Justin lives in Asheville. I mean, I got to pay those guys to come down here. You know, yeah. and uh, if I can't go out and there, there just aren't any places that I know of that I can go get us a gig. You know, you know yeah. that'll pay that make it worthwhile. You know, I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a drag, but but uh, again, I think the thing is to try to get some kind of online presence, which is another thing that I'm trying to do with this Substack. Maybe is uh, be able to, you know, do some video and post it and get some subscribers and get some audience and yeah, you know, I mean, you can do that on Facebook and too. There's other ways to do it, but uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know, man, it's tricky it's, business. It's tricky. It's a whole different way of doing the music business than what we than what we've been doing for 40 years or however however long you've been doing it. You know, yeah, and the, and the thing is, like, I've run into this, you know, in terms of the drum thing, getting video lessons and all that video stuff online. I'm late to the game, man. Yeah, sure. Well, it's me too. You know? Yeah. So you yeah. know. I have to yeah. have realistic uh, uh, intentions for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I got I got I got this publishing deal with with Share 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 Music. Uh huh. So they uh, part of that deal was to get videos of the um, videos of the stuff I did for the book. Mm -hmm. So that that's been helping. That's been okay. Uh, I got something up there that's getting some stuff, you know, but it's part of this publishing deal. So, hey, I'll take it where I can get it. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I was just looking at your book on your website. I'm going to get a copy of your uh, your drum book, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, my, uh, I have a website designer and I've had a, a podcast coach to help me with the podcast. And uh, my website designer uh, one of her suggestions is doing ebooks. You can do ebooks online, you know, and yeah. uh, and I'm that, that sounds like really uh, something possible, you know. That yeah. might be something to, for you to consider too, you know. You know, I have what I'm doing is I I sell uh, PDFs of the book on my yeah, site. right. That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. It's but cool. I think an ebook is something more. It's different. It is more, different, actually. Yeah, and it. I think the thing about the ebook is you can you know you can go in and edit it at any time. It's digital, you know, so you can update it. You can you know, um, you can do whatever you want with it, you know. Ah. And and they can be short. Apparently, I'm learning. I'm just learning about this here. We're talking about all this stuff on this podcast, but but uh, you know, this is where we're at. I think you know. I mean, unless you're a name person that's that's able to tour and yeah, you know, and I mean, any and even those guys that I've interviewed. They all teach and, you know, when they're home, they're not touring, they're home teaching and, you know, yeah. and, you know, unless they're in a situation where they, you know, really have a playing situation that pays them, you know. Yeah, so. but even then, you know, they get off the road, they got to bring in some dough. So I know, they do I gigs, know. they do lessons yeah. online, they do videos. Right. They, you know, the thing is, I've been, I've been, I'm just going on about this. I've been doing, applying for grants, you know. Oh yeah, good, yeah. For my group, but I'm competing with. Yeah, know, yeah. I sure. mean, Ed Simon. I'm competing with giants who have, you know, sure. been on top of the field for years. I mean, it's exactly. it's why it's yeah. a it's kind of a sad state. 
I know I was just thinking about this today. I was just talking to my sister about this very thing today. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's like, how do you compete with that? Well, I mean, I think the thing is, um, I'm not sure the answer to that. I'm trying to figure this out too, you know, and if I get any answers, I'll definitely yeah. share with you. But I think Please. the thing is just to, just to pick, pick up some kind of platform that will work for you. Like I like Substack. I like the way Substack works. Um, I follow lots of people there for various things. And uh, I like the way the platform works. You can use it for writing. You can write and you can post videos and audio. And like, I'll go on there and post, I'll, I'll sit down and improvise something at the piano for five minutes, you know, and then right away, I just can put it on Substack, you know, within half an hour, I've got something out on Substack that people can check out, you know, Hmm. And I'll make a, like a video. I put a last week or last couple of weeks, I, I had a video that I made for a student here in a lesson live, you know, and it was about using the blue scale to improvise. So I had this video that I'd already made and I just uploaded it to Substack. I wrote a little, you know, several paragraphs about what it was about and why I was doing it. And this is just one approach to learning how to use the blue scale. And, you know, I, I posted it and, and I think that's a, a viable thing, especially you know, on Substack, you can ask people to subscribe. So ah. um, you can put some of it behind a paywall. Like if you have a video, you can put it behind a paywall so they can see the post. But if they want to actually watch the video, they have to be a subscriber. So it's kind of a way to drive subscription. Uh, I think the thing there is just to consistently produce things, you know, don't just let it sit there. You got to consistently be on there producing things, you know, which yeah. I like. I like it, actually. I like that. I like that. It makes me want to produce produce stuff you know yeah no i get it i get it i i, I so. want to move i want to move into that space I, i've yeah. been planning i've been talking there's a guitar player around here who has uh he's been doing these these videos and this whole thing for some time and he's starting to get some some bigger numbers yeah and i've talked to him about that mm -hmm. uh, so yeah yeah i've got a friend music. I've got a friend up in Saluda who's an author, a writer, and he's written uh, seven or eight novels and a couple of books of short stories. Really, I really, I really like his writing. Uh, his name's Henry Mitchell, and uh, he was in, he's on Substack, and he was encouraging me to try it, and because he said he was making more on Substack than he was selling his books. You know, wow! As an independent, he's an independent author. You know, I mean, he has a he has a publisher, but but he said that he's had more success on on Substack. You know. Well, I'll check it out. This so, yeah. is an advertising for Substack. Yeah, we're advertising for Substack, yeah. <laughs> and I'll send you a link to mine when we, I don't know if I've sent it to you yet, but I'll send you a link to it when we, when we Great. get off the Thank thing you. Here. It's called Bang the Gong, Music and Movement. Okay. So music, jazz, and martial arts, basically, you know. That's got to be one of, <laughs> one of its kind. One of its kind, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, man, well, let's uh, tell me a little bit about your background. I know, first of all, I know I, I met you through Art Landy, um, and uh, I know you're on some of Art's recordings, and Art's one of my heroes, and uh, yeah, I've just become a friend, and uh, I consider him a mentor, even though I haven't known him for that long. I mean, just because of his music, and just because of the the relationship that we developed over the last few years of having these conversations, and you know, getting to meet him when he came to Asheville this yeah. year, earlier this year, you know. Um, at your house, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so tell me a little bit about your background. Maybe you can talk about your, your uh, relationship with art and, um, but your background in particular. Well, I mean, my background, uh, musically speaking, uh, I started, I, I joined a band. I'm from San Jose, California. That's where I grew okay. up. Yeah. And I joined a band when I was 13 called Los Unicos, which is a, a Mexican uh, presentation function band. We did rancheras and, Cumbias, and we did, you know, Santana, and we did, you know, Van Morrison. We were playing for that wedding scene and the Mexican wedding scene there. So that was my first group. And, you know, I've just been a professional since then with various things. Yeah. Started to get into the jazz thing uh, in, in middle school. I started playing with my, my middle school teacher's band. So I've been, and then, you know, college competitions blah 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 then she got to berkeley college of music oh yeah i went to berkeley too when did you go 1982 wow i was okay. only there for a semester you know <laughs> yeah i was there 80 uh, uh 79 81 and I, I i i worked there and as work study and then i started teaching there in 86 okay cool. 86 to 93 oh yeah cool man 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I've been a professional drummer for forever and uh, started writing actually in high school and college. I had a band with some guys and we were writing, we, we, were, writing, we were writing songs. Uh-huh. So it's always, and then teaching, I was sort of a section leader in my school bands, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. So I'd pick up students from there and it's just, I've been teaching and playing forever. That's, that's kind of, I've, have, I've been lucky in that regard. I've kind of been mono-focused yeah. for, since yeah. I was pretty young. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. you write, I'm, I want to ask you about your writing because I know that you're, uh, I know you do that too. So when you write, I mean, you must know, you play, you must play piano too or have some piano skills, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I write on piano. I mean, I, I, I took some classes at Berkeley and, uh, and I started writing before I actually took piano class. My mother played piano. See? Uh-huh. So I was, it was a piano in the house. I was always hearing it and yeah. messing around with it. I started writing pretty young and uh, after going through Berkeley, I had a little bit more formal knowledge and I've uh, gone through periods of writing and not writing, depending on how busy I was. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've had several bands uh, uh, that I've been writing for. And I really got into it in California when I moved back to California after teaching at Berkeley. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I had this, so we lived in this, uh, this is an interesting story. What triggered a lot of writing for me actually was we we moved to a house in Sebastopol and the lady who owned the house had a piano, a baby grand. Uh-huh. And we were renting and she said, well, you're, I'd love to have you rent, but the problem is you have to accept you're going to keep the piano, <laughs> take care of it. Okay. Well, I got to keep the baby grand. <laughs> well, well, okay. All yeah, right. Let me, yeah. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, that really triggered a lot of stuff for me, and I was it was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I haven't so, stopped. Yeah, good, good. That's cool about the piano. So, uh, like, what a gift, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When was this? Uh, that We moved there. Let me think about that. Jesus. You said Sebastopol? Sebastopol, California. It was uh, uh, California. Northern California. About Okay. Uh, half hour north of San Francisco. Oh. So um, let me think about that. That must have been, we moved here. That must have been around 2010, yeah. 2012, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. And we were there for four four years or so, and then we moved here. Oh, that okay, was the last cool, place cool. we lived. Gotcha. I couldn't, gotcha. I couldn't bring the piano, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fortunate. I have a Steinway here, man. I finally got a Steinway. Yeah, you'll right. have to come down. I got a drum set too. You have to come yeah. down, and, and I can I can record. You know, I yeah. got a you know a basic recording setup. So cool. So, yeah, we'll we'll do that too. So right. So um, has any of your writing appeared on any uh, of your recordings? I see you got some recordings. I was looking at your website, and I see you have some recordings there. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... My writing, so I was, I joined, it's in several projects. I was uh, in San Francisco. I joined a, a group called the Mission Project, a Latin jazz group. Okay. I think that was when one of my first uh, jazz recordings was made. I wrote a tune for a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what, also when I was in Boston, I had my own pop band. Oh, cool. I, I sang and wrote oh, for cool. a pop, pop band. Oh, cool, man. Called Stick People. Nice. And so I made some some cassettes with that, you know, that was cassettes yeah, yeah. at the point. Yeah. Yeah, and then I started, then after I put that thing aside, then I started going back into writing for jazz and fusion projects. So my, my yeah, my music on, is on the Mission Project album. It's on an album I did with uh, uh, Michael O'Neill Quintet, which okay, is a... Uh, froze there for a second. Uh, so your video froze there for a second. Oh, wonder if it's my internet. No, it could be mine. Yeah. Anyway, it's all right. We just proceed. Where was I? Oh, you were talking about the Michael O. Michael O'Neill. Michael, yeah. yeah. So Michael O'Neill is a sax player, and uh, he did a bunch of albums. I was in his group, okay. and one of my uh, arrangements is on one of his albums. Um, and then most of it's on my own albums through through. Uh, Ridgeway Records. I have two albums with my band, Ratatet, on Ridgeway yeah. Records. 
Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, Looking to get it. forward to get back into the studio with my band. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping to do a recording with my trio or quartet, whatever it's going to turn out to be. We just added a sax player. So sort of getting him into the mix, you know. Keith Dimery? Yeah. Dimery. Yeah, yeah. Dimery. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, he, he went to Furman. I teach at Furman. I'm an adjunct at Furman, and he was a student at Furman. So okay, that's how I originally met him. And he's from around this area, so he's a local guy, yep. you know. Cool. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a good player, man. Yeah. yeah, I heard I play, you know, the One World uh, Jams that Jason runs. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I play with him in some of those jams. Great player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where is that? Where do they do that? Is one World still- Brewery, uh, One oh. World West... It's in West Asheville, and it's every Sunday, like two to four. It's one of the first places I came to start, you know, know getting to know people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's been going on for quite a while. Have you, yeah, have you gone there up. yet? I have not. I mean, I got to come up and check it out. That's you know, it's it's you know, it's a little over an hour, about an hour, fifteen minutes to get to yeah. here. So it's it's a commitment, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is. And we have a jam session here, but it's, you know, I haven't really gone to it much. It's, it's mainly younger kids. You know, I think it's a lot of high school kids mainly, but it's okay. But, uh, but I think there's probably a better scene for that in Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I need to come check that out sometime. Yeah. Asheville's a big jam town, man. That's yeah, the yeah. one thing that struck me was there's so many jams here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they almost take the place of a lot of, you know, just paying, playing gigs sure right uh the audience gets to see jazz right club owners don't have to pay anybody (laughs) uh, they just pay some people some right you know i mean it's good that it's here i'm grateful and i'm sure sure it's a great way to meet musicians so sure absolutely no complaints i did a jam session here did you come to that jam session i had a jam session called the asheville jazz workshop that i was co-running with bill bears and joe joseph butts we were doing it in in a brewery out here uh-huh. So um, we had structured that jam session a little different where we had like, we listed the songs online so that you had to come and pick the song that you were prepared to play. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, you didn't have to get up there and play something you weren't ready to play. Yeah. That was, gotcha. that was going on for about a year. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. We may maybe try to get it back up, yeah. up and running again, but. Yeah. finances are the question there yeah i know always yeah <laughs> yeah always yeah. yeah so yeah. well tell me uh tell me about your uh your friendship musical relationship with art landy yeah art landy so art landy you talk talk to him as as your mentor he's definitely a mentor for me i would say yeah. uh, i met so there in california i was doing this camp called jazz camp west i was yeah. a drum drum instructor there i met him that's where i met him okay and one of the things they would do is uh, at the beginning of the, the uh, camp, the uh, people around the camp would just throw a bunch of teachers together to play uh-huh. for the students. Gotcha. So someone threw me together with art and they're like, yeah, Bing, wow, yeah. what's this? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and and uh, we just hit it off real quick. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's been great, man. He's been great for me in so many ways. Yeah. He kind of opened up my whole concept of music, really. I can imagine, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm very grateful for him, man. He's like yeah. my musical father for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's great. So then with him, you know, we've recorded uh, recorded an album. Record, yeah, we're having several albums with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, an album with him and Paul McCandless called uh shapeshifter and then we did an album mm-hmm. with bruce bruce uh oh come on williamson thank you yeah yeah you, standard you know transmission yeah standard yeah. transmission that's a yeah. killer album man great album that was fun shapeshifter is great too i have that one too love that it was great yeah, that's yeah. Fun stuff. fantasy studios yeah 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 so i'm gonna be going out there with art we're playing i'm playing in in, in his in boulders around denver uh-huh. uh coming up in april i think yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I should try to make that too, man. Yeah. I've been wanting to go see Art. I'd sent him to get out there. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah he is great. I wish I'd met him. I, I actually, I did meet him earlier. I was on the, I was on the road with the, well, I was on the Glenn Miller band, but then oh. I was on, I was playing with Matt Guitar Murphy, and I ended up in Denver, um, 
for a few weeks and uh, a friend from the Glenn Miller band, an older guy who actually was on a recording with Charlie Parker, believe it or not. Wow. Um, he came and picked me up and took me around Denver, showed me some of the clubs. And we went to the place called El Chapultepec, which uh -huh. was a jazz club and then jazz club and Mexican restaurant in Denver. And art <laughs> was playing there. You know, I couldn't believe it. And I just sort of barely knew about him at the time. I knew who he was, but I didn't know that much about him, you know. But when yeah. I saw it was Art Landy, I was like, wow, it's Art Landy playing in this Mexican restaurant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to talk to him, and he was really cool. He invited me to come to his house and play music. I, I, I couldn't do it at the time. I didn't have any, you know, way of getting around there, you know? Yeah. But, um, but he was real nice. And uh, then a few years ago, I struck up a, a friendship with him again, you know, exchanged some music. And then when I started doing this podcast, he was one of the first people I asked to, to interview, you know? Great. And uh, – so yeah, he's been great. It was great to meet him and uh, that spend that day with him in Asheville, you know, at your house and yeah. Big and yeah, that was a great day. So yeah, he he's this guy, he's crazy. He's got a universe, his own universe that he brings people into, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in that area of Boulder, he's got these 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 groups of musicians, like I don't know how many groups he has. So his son plays with him sometimes, but he's got yeah. I don't know, this 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 tribe. Yeah, tribe of musicians, and they have several bands, and they play at the house. And he's a he's a he's a one off. Art yeah, is yeah. one off. For he sure. really is, man. He's a, he's unique. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His music is unique too. Uh, yeah, amazing. It's been very inspiring for me. Yeah. yeah, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, we definitely got to get together and play some. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So tell me about your teaching. Well, I know you teach uh, online some, and and uh, what do you? How do you approach it? I mean, I, this this podcast, I encourage uh, encourage students to listen to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, part of it's like what you know. I want to get ideas from people about what what they should be thinking about as students and as teachers. You know. Yeah. So. Well, it's been very interesting trip for teaching for me because. You know, I've mostly taught at the college level since I've been teaching Berkeley College of Music and then uh, Cal State East Bay, California Jazz Conservatory College, and, and then uh, high school students that were aspiring to get into music programs. Gotcha. And so when you're dealing with that kind of students that want to get into the college programs, you know, there's specific things they need to learn. And yeah. So I would run them through these things and try to get them ready for those auditions. Mm -hmm. And many of them have done very well, so I'm happy to say. But in Asheville, I've, I've got back to teaching little kids, yeah. retirees. Yeah. And it, it's very interesting to, to see the learning process at the early stages. Yeah. And how everybody learns differently. Yeah. yeah. Everybody takes it. You have to, everyone's got it. You got to approach everybody differently. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for a student, uh, a good advice for a student is to be aware of their mode, their modality of teaching, like how of learning. Mm -hmm. Some learn, they need to see things visually. Mm -hmm. Some things can't process visually. They just need to see you play it. And, you know, they can't, they're not, can't deal with reading notes. Mm -hmm. But if they watch you, they can copy you. Right. Right. And then, and some people can't copy. I, they look at they can't I have to write it down and then they see it and then okay uh -huh. so that's a if a student knows their best way of learning it's helpful for the teacher because te it's always a bit of a investigation like how does this student gonna learn yeah how, how is this one gonna get this information yeah that's a great yeah. insight you know and the other question is what is the goal you know when you're dealing with the younger kids what is the goal of the student or what is the goal of the parents and that can be a tricky thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess I run into the same thing in college. So some of these students are in their college getting their music degree at Berkeley just because their parents insist that they have to get a degree, but they don't want it. They didn't want to play music. They don't know what they want. And some kids, younger kids, you know, I got some super talented young kids. Yeah. And then some that are, you know, vaguely interested or they're talented, but they don't seem that ambitious. It's, it's interesting. You get this, this wide range. And I, I went, I had, I had this uh, retired doctor ear. This is a trip. 
a retired ear doctor. I was teaching him. He he had ear hearing problems. He couldn't stand noise, and he wanted drum lessons. So I had to teach him on the pad only, uh, and he just wanted to learn some cadences and stuff to do for a, a I think it was a, a July Fourth party he was having. He just wanted to learn some little cadences and he was going to sing some songs. And, you know, and then I've also run into like a praise bands. There's a praise band drumming thing out here I've never encountered before. I know that's a big new sort of big thing, man. Sort of new thing. Yeah, yeah. Video, video, there's whole video catalogs out there on how to play these praise songs. So I've been in different situations I've never been in before. I I think it's pretty cool, though, because you get a really wide view of of the range of uh, students and talents and interests and uh, learning abilities. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting. Sometimes inspiring, even. You go walk away from a student and you feel energized as opposed to drained. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. 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 I think when some, like some of the students I have, uh, they don't have grand ambitions. They're not trying to get into a college program. They just want to play drums. Yeah, right. And the, so there's not a lot of pressure. And a lot of the students are, are, the, are, are the, the, the most fun students I have because they, they're just eager to learn stuff and they don't have crazy ideas about what they want to do. They just want to learn how to play a groove. Yeah. And, you know, you, uh, uh, you probably experienced this. You're an adjunct teacher, right? Adjunct teacher. So you have to get your college students ready for proficiencies and this audition and right so that kind of puts a whole thing on your pedagogy right you've got to really uh, yeah, just deal in, with in, those things yeah in a way it does yeah. yeah yeah i always found it a little limiting and and being free of that more is actually i really realized how limiting that was yeah some students yeah they need to be dialed in like that otherwise not so much yeah yeah, I find that my college students, I mean, they, they're, well, it, where I teach, the school I teach at, it's more uh, classical music focused. I mean, we have a jazz program, but it's not really an official, there's no degree program, you know? Uh-huh. So they have a big band and they've got some combos and, um, and then they have private lessons, you know? So, so there is a certain, I mean, you have to do juries, of course, you have to play for juries, but right. it's, but it's kind of, um, all the jazz stuff is kind of like an elective, you know, if you want to put it, think of it that way, you know? So I am, I do have some students that are trying to get into grad schools and are interested in jazz and maybe going to grad school. So then of course, I mean, I, I, I try to present more or less the same material to them, but like you said, it's how you present it to them. And that's the, that's the key, you know, but, um, but I think they're mainly, I think the musician, the students that I have, they're serious about it. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to become professional jazz musicians or right. that they're necessarily going to go on to, to jazz grad school, if right. you want to call it that or whatever, you know. But yeah. um, but they're generally good musicians in the first place, you know, even if they're classical pianists, they're generally good musicians to start off with, you know. So, so do, you, do, you find, do you find it difficult? Uh, this is one thing I find a little difficult, some, or I did find it difficult. You know, I had my standards of what I wanted to achieve as a drum student. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be professional at the highest level I can. Yeah. So those are my standards for my goals. And some of these students don't have those goals. Yeah. And you, and uh, uh, adjusting to that, the lower, the lower uh, like lower expectations or ambitions. Or yeah, something. and and I'm being cool with that. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not going to be. You don't want to be a professional drummer. Okay. What do you mm-hmm. want? You know, yeah. make, adjusting my standards for the for the goals and the, of the students. Have mm-hmm. you find any trouble adjusting for that? Uh, I don't think so. I just think it's like you said. Every student's different, right? I mean, it's everyone is. I mean, whatever they want to get out of it, um, it it doesn't mean that they necessarily put less uh, energy into it. You know what I mean? They might like, for example, I teach a lot of kids that go to the fine arts center here. It's a high school performing arts center, you know, and they have a jazz program and they, they have a lot of students, you know, I've I've been teaching like six or seven students that go there, you know, and uh, they're all so different, you know, but they're, I don't think all of them really know what they want to do. 
I mean, right. I know, I know, I know at least a couple of these kids are like, I want to be a musician, professional musician. They know, and the other ones, they might not necessarily know what they want to do or if they're going to be professional musicians, but they still are really interested and they put a lot of energy into it, you know? Yeah. That's uh, good. And, and uh, I mean, some of these kids are amazing. I mean, I got some amazing students in that school, you know, I mean, high school kids, 16, they're like so far beyond where I was when I, I was just starting when I was 16, you know, I mean, as far as jazz goes, these kids yeah. are already, they know tunes, they know chord changes, they can solo. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing to see, you know, and then yeah. sometimes they surprise me, you know, I've got this one girl, she has a, she has her own music production thing in her house, which she's been doing for several years. And she's 16 years old. She wow. writes songs and produces it on her computer with her program. She plays a clarinet and she sings and plays the keyboard parts and puts in drum parts. Wow. And, uh, but I wasn't sure about her, her, her jazz playing, you know what I mean? It was kind yeah. of slow coming along and all of a sudden, you know, just in the last couple of months, man, she showed up at a lesson one day and I told her, okay, go home and learn to play all over all these, uh, minor two, five ones, you know? And she yeah. came back the next week and she's like soloing like bebop over these changes. I was like, how did you, how did you do that? You know? And it sounds like her, it doesn't sound like, like she copied it from somebody else. You know, I mean, it's her own thing, you know, but she I mean, just went, just the timing is right. I've been working on with her on it for long enough that something just finally clicked for her, you know? Yeah, and great. Isn't that great when a, it clicks? It's just a beautiful thing to see that, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about as a teacher, right? I mean, yeah. you keep giving them all this idea. Okay, try this. Okay, try this. Okay, try this. Try this. And then something clicks and they just, you know. Yeah. It's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is that moment when you're, you, you, a student has these goals and and uh, my dog and my wife are about to come home. That's okay. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. They have a, a they're, at this, they're at this level where they're right on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. on the cusp of being able to grasp certain material, right? right? And then when you find and you get the timing of that right, and you give them exactly what they need at the exact right time, right. boom! It yeah. just goes, blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I think more so for me than for them. I don't think they really even realize it sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think, think that. that's yeah. true. I don't think they really like, I don't think this girl really understood exactly what she had just showed me. You know what I mean? I mean, it just was part of her natural progression for her. You know, I'm just doing these things, you know, but I saw the, I saw the, the change, you know? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and uh, it's, it's amazing, you know? And the cool thing is all these kids have so much, such good support from their parents, you know? Yeah. I mean, luckily. The parents, yeah. The parents back them up. I mean, that's, you know, of course that's not the case for everybody, you know, I mean, but the kids that I deal with at this school in particular, it's because, you know, they had to go to the trouble of getting in there, first of all, you know, and I help them, I help, I help them get in there in the first place, you know, I help them right. prepare auditions and, yeah. you know, I write them recommend whatever they need recommendations and, you know, right. Um, so, uh, it's, it's real cool, man, to see the, see that happen, you know, I mean, yeah. and that's, you know, when it comes down to it, that's what, I mean, you know, we talk about the music business and how it's changing and how it's, you know, like it has changed, but, but like our part in, in furthering that is helping these kids come along. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we, and it helps us too. You get energy for from it too. Right. I get energy from these kids. We give, yeah. we share it with them and that helps the, helps the music continue on as well. Right. That's true. And I, yeah. And the thing I like my wife and I had this discussion at one point. What would we do? What would I do if I retired? Mm -hmm. and I've talked to some other people. Well, what I would do is I would be playing and teaching, which yeah, is exactly, what, right. that's exactly. what I'm doing. Exactly right. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> it's it's we're lucky to have to have something that can feed us. Right. Exactly you know, the thing right. have here's a one 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 little uh issue that I've encountered and I wonder what you deal with this. You know, you have ever had the talk with the students, the talk about the business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, let's get some realistic expectations here. I want you to understand right. Right. the ranges. And you really got to right. know this because if right. you're really going to dive into this college program right. or you're in the middle of this college, you need to know what you're shooting, what's what's possible here. Right. Right. You yeah. had that talk. Uh, yes, I have had that talk with some kids and with some yeah. parents too, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, the, the problem is what do you tell them now, you know, because yeah. it's changed, you know, 
You know, I saw an interview. I saw an interview with Dave Liebman sometime in the last couple of years. And uh, the interviewer was asking him. Um, and, you know, Liebman's one of my heroes, too. I was at Banff in 1985 and he was the he was one of the main people there. You know, he was very inspiring to get to hang out with him and play with them a little bit. And But uh, cool. he's always been a hero of mine. So I heard this interview and the interviewer asked him, um, so what do you tell what do you tell young students now? you know, that are going into college. And he sort of hung his head and said, double major, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I thought, Oh God, man, you know, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Right. I mean, you can't, it's almost like I don't want to encourage kids to try to become a professional musician, you know, um, because know. it's so, I mean, you know what it's like. I mean, we love it, but it's also, it's, um, it's iffy business, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, there are these, if you can find yourself, if you don't blow up and, and end up playing with Miles Davis, right? Chick Corea, you, what, what, you know, there's these middle spots, and then there's right. all this place where these musicians are playing in the general what do they call the GB stuff, general, yeah, right, right, general making business, money, yeah. playing weddings and functions, sure, sure. So, and that's still there. There is a way to make a living as a musician if you're okay with just doing cover tunes and getting in a band, doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it can happen if you yeah. make that choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have this issue with my, my older son is a musician and a, uh, he's, a, he's a, like a, a rap, he makes uh, tracks for rap, like a producer. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, and that's, that's where he's a creative being. And, right. uh, but he, you can't, it's not something you can do at a wedding, you know? Sure, of course, right. So he, he doesn't have that practical kind of ability uh, to do what we were able to do when we were his age, in the right. 20s and 30s. Right. So it's, a harder, it's harder for them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But it can yeah. be done. You can make a living uh, yeah. if you're okay with that. Yeah, it's a different thing. I mean, like, like, and and that wasn't maybe available when we were young either. You know, I mean, that particular thing where you can sit at home on your computer and right, what it wasn't. And, and, I mean, we couldn't. I couldn't do that. You know, no. And uh, like this girl I was telling you about, she can do that. She she learned how to do it by herself. You know what I mean? When she yeah. was thir twelve or thirteen, she started learning how to do this. You know? Yeah, I and mean, that's uh, what a how amazing that must be. Yeah, it's amazing. You know. But again, that, but like you're saying, it's that's not being a performer of music in front of people and sharing that live with people, you know, which is where we get our where we get fed. Right. I mean, playing for yeah. people is, you know, I play at a hotel in a hotel lobby, you know, and uh, and, it, you know, at times I'm just playing like sort of slogging through it. And it's like nobody's listening. And, and other times, you know, it's like, you know, even a few people might be listening or even one person. You can tell I look around. I see who's listening, you know. And like last night I was playing and, you know, it's Christmas. I was playing some Christmas music and then, and then I play one of my tunes and every claps. I was like, well, that's, you know, well, what's that? You know, it's a, it's a bar in a hotel lobby, you know, and something about what I just played touched some of those people, you know, and they, they appreciated it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you never know, um, you know, even a situation like that where it's, you could say it's purely commercial, but um, there's still a chance to, have a connection have yeah, a connection to, with people you know to have yeah, to touch somebody you know yeah, it's yeah. interesting something just happened to me uh my former pianist in my band ratatet sent me a recording done by some guy in england mm -hmm. who heard the band ratatet and he wrote a song inspired by ratatet well wow. what you know, trom <laughs> a trombone and vibes you know like yeah you I mean, just it, it just tickled me that that would even happen. But it was—you never know what's going to happen and who's going to hear it. And what's going to right, right? And you know, the point for me right now, what it's—it's—I just have to. I'm sure you're the same way. I write because I have to write. Yeah, right. And, and so, what do you do after you write it? Can you just yeah. live in my computer? Yeah, it doesn't really—it's not satisfying. I need exactly to, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, here's the other thing about uh, another statement I'll make about the business. Our, one of our problems as musicians is that we just want to play. 
Yeah, we'll right. Play, exactly. Right. We'll play for nothing or very little. Right. Just to get out there and play. Right. And so that hurts us financially most. Yeah, we're not exactly always good businessmen. In other we words. are not. Yeah. Yeah. Most of are not. Yeah, and you know, I, I talked to a friend of this, a friend of mine. I have a friend here who's a she's an artist, she's an actress, and she was taking lessons from me for a while. And I was talking to her about that. This is several years ago. I was having this conversation with her, you know, and I was talking about how you know. I'm a, a musician. I write and I play music and blah, blah, blah. And I said, but I'm not very good at promoting myself. And, it, you know, I, I really need to get better at that somehow, you know. And she said, well, she, know, she said, you know, if you're an artist, you, it's, you can't be an artist and a businessman at the same time. She said, uh, if, you, if, you, if you get good at both of them, everybody's going to hate you. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I can think of some people like that. Many of us jazz musicians hate because they're such good yeah. businessmen. Yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. know, we, we sort of have to do it, though. I mean, we have to do it now, especially. You have to do, you have to be able to do something. That's what this whole online thing is about, right? You have to find some way to, you have to find some way to, to get your stuff in front of people so they can hear it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, I think there are creative ways to do it, you know, um, like we were talking about earlier, some of those platforms where you can uh, like creative ways of getting your music. You're talking about when you write music, what do you do with it? Well, one thing I'm starting to do is um, I'm, I want to record all of my just just here in my house, just all of my tunes that I've written. Uh, first of all, I learned I'm learning how to use MuseScore so I can write them all out in a way that looks like that people can read instead of my chicken scratch. Yeah. You know? So I've been started doing that. And the other thing is to just make solo piano recordings of all my tunes and put them out where they're available, put them on Bandcamp. I have this, I haven't gotten that far with it yet, but that's my goal in the upcoming year is to, to get all my tunes recorded, just, just at least solo piano versions and get them out on Bandcamp or somewhere where people can access them, you know, and put all my lead sheets. I have a page on my website that it's a, it's a private, you have to be able to, you have to get access to it. But I have a library of my tunes, my lead sheets to my tunes on this on my website, you know. So if someone wants one of my tunes, they can go to the library and they can print it off and go play it, you know. Yeah. yeah. One least, of my students just asked me for a copy of one of my tunes. He wants to play it on a senior recital at school when he graduates next year. Great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Make it available at least. Yeah, exactly. Get it, get right. it out of the computer and make right. it accessible. Yeah. Yeah, and my C. I have three CDs. I've I've produced they're self-produced CDs, but they're all original music. You know, I didn't. Well, yeah. You know? And uh, the next CD I make is going to be the same thing, more original music that I've written. You know, so when I get around to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. That's the question. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why do we put put it out there? Yeah. It's just I don't. It's just we. Yeah. It, it, you can't really to. make money from it. I mean. You're lucky if you break even, you know, with what we have, unless you, unless, like you said, there's always a possibility that somebody might hear it and go, Hey, I want to use that tune on my podcast, TV show. You know, there's always that possibility, you know, um, it happens. <laughs> I remember, uh, we had Conrad Horwig as a guest artist at this jazz, jazz camp I was at. And, uh, he told me, um, one day he got a check in the mail for like $7,000 and it came from some tv station in europe they were using one of his tunes on the weather the weather channel on their news program you know yeah i have a similar story a friend do you know kit walker the pianist uh i don't know uh, no kit walker's a uh a, a dale watanabe he played with some japanese like pop jazz okay I, re I do sort of recognize the name, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he was on. He was on that the uh, Wyndham Wyndham Hill Jazz Record label. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So in in California, I knew him. He played in some groups with Paul McCandless, Kayak Hart, and stuff. But he, so he told me a similar story. He he just got a check for thirty five thousand dollars. Wow. From some rap guy, Biggie maybe Biggie something. Biggie, yeah, Biggie. And he Smoke. went back to the recording that it was on, that allegedly was on. He couldn't hear, he couldn't tell what the guy yeah. used of his. It was yeah. so whatever distorted. Right. But right. hey, they, he, it allowed him to buy studio equipment and yeah. you know move ahead. So yeah, right. I guess it can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, though, you got to keep. In the meantime, uh, got to keep, keep putting out. Yeah, they get some gigs and. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 If for me, it's like a, it's almost like a writing is like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a health, it's a health issue. Really. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it, you get inspired from it. Right. I mean, I, you know, you get energy from that. Right. Well, it's not only that often writing for me is a way to process what I'm taking from this screwed up planet we live in, right? <laughs> well, it's not the I, planet it's screwed up. It's the, the, uh, the people the or whatever. People <laughs> so there's all the stuff we hear about, you know, it's just yeah. horrible and beautiful and amazing, all both, yeah. right? But right, right. what do I do? It, it just churns inside. It, ha it comes out as music and it's right. like, it's kind of a, and then I listen to the music and sing of this loop, this yeah. feedback loop where I kind of, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh keeps me yeah. sane, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully that contributes to people that listen to it. Yes. Hopefully that contributes to their sanity as well. You know, I think I think it does. You know, I, think, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you I'm sure you've heard this. Like I, I've heard this from people. You know, it surprises me when I hear it. But I'll I'll be you know someone will come to me at my gig maybe or they listen to some of my music they. They got on Spotify and heard some of my music, or they got a CD or something, and they tell me, "Well, your music is so relaxing." And I thought, "Wow, I never thought of it like that." You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily think of it that way, but, but maybe they found it to be like that. You know, yeah. And so maybe that's a benefit for them in some way. You know, yeah. They they yeah. they'll take what it what what they can. Right. You know. Right. And your your audience is uh, your audience. It's no one else's audience. You know. That's right. Just pushing, keep pushing forward. Right. So, studio for me this year—that's the big goal. Get this stuff out of my computer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good goal for me to have too. Actually, you know, that's one of them. One of them. Another one is to write more tunes. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, and try to do some more with my band. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so when you promote it, when you find promoting the band requires a different headset from promoting yourself as a player? Uh, you know, I can't even say that I've promoted much of any of that, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, honestly, I can't say that I've done much of any of that. I feel like I'm, I've been so focused on just making a living and keep, because I'm so busy. I teach so much and, and I have this, this gig at the hotel that I play three nights a week and I do freelance work when I get it, you know? And, uh, and like I said, I also practice martial arts and I teach a little bit when I can, I'm trying to do more of that too. Cause I love teaching. I love teaching, uh, Taiji, Bagua, Qigong. I love teaching that stuff. If I can, in fact, I just, I just made an ad that I put in a local, uh, it's a local quarterly thing here for teaching martial arts, you know, um, not that I want to do it full time, but I'd like to have like three or four students, you know, Yeah. just, to, just cause just cause I love it. You know, the same thing. It's an outlet for me, you know, it's a creative outlet and it's physical exercise outlet. And yeah. And, uh, it's, it's creative like music is to me, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. great that you have that. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. I love it. You know? So, but I stay so busy. I haven't really, I haven't honestly done much self promotion or promoting my band, either one. And again, I'm not sure where to do it. You know, I mean, uh, the thing is it, to really, I think to really do that, it's like I said, what about what my friend said, it takes so much time and energy that it changes your focus. If you're going to promote that yourself, it, that takes a lot of time and energy. No, I know. I mean, yeah. and away, and that takes time and energy away from producing what you're doing, producing musically and, you know, the teaching that you do. I mean, it takes time and energy to do those things, you know, as you know, I mean, after yeah. I've taught three or four or five students in a day, I'm done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's great. It's, it's energizing, but it's also it takes a lot of energy and takes, takes a lot out of you too, you know, it does. as you know. Um, and that's something that people don't understand too. You know, I go play for three hours, play a three hour gig. You know, that's, that's a, that's, that's work, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's significant work, you know, and uh, I don't think people, non-musicians often understand that, especially people that you work for. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, so, a, so, yeah. It helps to have somebody to do the, do that work for you if you can do it, if you can get somebody to help you with that, some promotion. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we all want, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's what we, it's, it's what we need. That's what we need, yeah. 
uh, you know, somebody or, that or can we need do... to develop new skills. And, yeah, you know, or yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, strengthen those muscles now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a it's a learning process, but I'm, I'm getting somewhere. So I'm, yeah. you know, at this point, in terms of promoting uh, as a player, I don't have to worry so much about that anymore. But as a band, that's a whole other animal. And I've done Absolutely. some. Of, I've yeah. done some of that, but but I have to really get into it now and. One of the things uh, I've learned about that is that you have to go in knowing you're going to have rejection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. Oh, yeah. And it's just, yeah, rejection, of course. You're going to get acceptance. You're going to get rejection. It's just that's the deal. Is I, I'm sure. coming to really understand and embrace that yeah. and move ahead. You know, I know I'm going to get rejection, but I'm going to push. push, push yeah, yeah. Push. So right, that's, right. that's a real... Uh, that's a that's a big uh, leap ahead for me if I can continue that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. See how that goes. Yeah. Check with me in a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be checking with you. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I, someone recently said to me, you know, well, what you? In fact, I have a friend who uh, plays keyboards for Gladys Knight. You know. Yeah. And uh, she tours all over the world. You know, I mean, Gladys is in her 80s. She's still out there touring. You know, I mean, she obviously loves Amazing. it. She doesn't have to do it. You know. You know, wow. um, but uh, she was here this year, a few months, several months ago, eight or nine months ago, I guess. And I, I got they were staying at the hotel. The band was staying at the hotel and I met them and they got me some tickets. And, you know, I got to meet them and hang out. And I met this this woman who's a keyboard player. She told me she, uh, just recently I was talking to her. She said, um, your band could be touring Europe and Japan and, you know, you could be doing that. And I'm like, really? You know, you, you think so? You know, she said, yeah, you need a booking agent. I'm like, OK, well, yeah. Don't we all, you know, how do you do that? You know, if you don't have a name, I mean, yeah. How do you, how do you get a booking agent? You know, um, well, there's ways to get a booking agent. Yeah, there are ways. There have to be ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't pursued that, but I yeah. know there, you know, you have, it's a, yeah, I've, I'm, that's I've considered it. I'm going to look into it. Um, that's another thing I'm going to look into. You know, she made a couple of recommendations to me that I'll I'll talk to you about another time. But, cool. but uh, I'm going to look into it uh, and see if it's possible or not. You know, I mean, if they operate, I mean, if, it, it depends on whether they charge you to do it or whether they work with you on a commission basis or how they do it. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure how they do it. So. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, I think commissions is one. I, I who knows. I yeah, who knows? Right. Pursued that avenue. You know. You know. I have had. Um, this is one interesting thing. When I two of my CDs, uh, there, two of them are trio CDs, and one is solo piano. And uh, I put these CDs out on CD Baby, you know. And then I get this email from this guy. He said, um, "I want to buy uh, fifty of your CDs to put in uh, in music stores in Japan." And I was like, sure. So I sold them 50 CDs, you know, and sent them off. Great. And I never heard anything more about it, you know. And then when I put out another CD, I got a letter. I don't know. If, I don't even remember if it's the same guy or not, because it was a several years interval in between, you know. Same thing. Wanted to buy 50 of my CDs to, or some of my CDs. I don't remember how many it was, but, but um, you know, wanted to buy the CDs again to send to Japan, you know. That's interesting, right? That's his connection. That's There's a connection. A Japanese yeah. tour connection, right? Yeah, there. It's maybe it, it maybe so. You know, I probably, in fact, I remember writing to the guy and asking him, you know, what, you know, and it, 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 it sort of nothing came of it. I think there wasn't really a connection there, you know, but uh, I did try to follow up on it a little bit, but, but there must be a way to do that. You know, I have a Japanese friend. In fact, that this, key, this keyboard player, she's a Japanese woman, but I have a friend in, in New York who's a Japanese musician. And he said, even in Japan, um, it's it's there's limitations on what you can do. Like they, the clubs, they want a certain kind of music almost, you know. And he said he, even he, as a Japanese musician, would have a hard time getting in some of those clubs. Yeah. Just because it makes it even harder for him as a Japanese musician almost to get in some of those clubs, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think there's a – I've been – there's a – there's a guy, uh, Fripp, Fripp, get his name. He runs a, like a music uh, music uh, promotion business in in uh, London, England. Oh. And I've kind of fallen, check in, I've checked out stuff he puts out. 
Mm-hmm. And he's often talking about you really got to know uh, if you're looking for a, a particular venue or festival, you got to know what they type of music they book. You got to know yeah, what course, they're looking right. for. And you of can't, you don't waste your time. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So it's yeah. about focusing and pushing and never giving up once you, once right, you right. know where your targets are. Right, right. Mm. Okay. I think that's what a booking agent can do. That's what they yeah. can do, you know. And yeah. that's and you really need that. I mean, who has time for all that if, when you're, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who has time? I remember I bought this book. Hal Galper wrote a book several years ago about how to book your own tours and, you know. Oh, yeah? And a whole book about it, you know. And I started reading it. And uh, I think he did it for a year and then he just gave up, you know, <laughs> I think he did it for himself for about a year and then just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard work. You know? It's hard work. It's man. a full-time job. That's the thing. That's another full-time job, you know, Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to do that, you may as well forget about producing any music at the same time. Yeah, I, I I know there are people that do both. Well, I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure. I hear talk about it. You hear po- people on the that promote the you know, music promoters offering their services online. I mean, you know all about that. But uh, I wonder how much of it is, um, how much of it's real, how much of it's true, you know? Yeah, well, have you ever had a publicist? I've had a publicist for my recordings. And- I did have a publicist for my first CD, yes. And she got me on the jazz charts. I got up to yeah. like number 23 on the jazz charts, you know, college music journal jazz yeah. charts or something, you know. So, that, yeah. you know, those kind of people can do that for a limited amount of time and right. a certain amount of money. And it's right. a sh- six month campaign. Right, right. Uh, you know, the thing. Uh, but you have well, to stay on that. You can't just do it for six months. You have to do it forever. You know what I mean? You have to have somebody that's going to be doing that for you forever, you know. Um, you can't just be like three or four months here and three or four months there. It doesn't seem like, you know, if you're going to make it, if you're going to make it a source of your income, it has to be consistent all the time. You know, that's true. So that's probably one of the issues you and I yeah. have multiple sources of income. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, and, and to, to do something like that, you're probably going to have to give up one of those other things, you know? That's what my podcast coach kept saying to me. She said, you know, you're too busy to, to, you're too busy to do this full time. You know, it's like, you're almost too busy to do an online business because you're going to have to give up some of your other work in order to commit that time to this. If you're going to make it your full-time business, you know? Mm. And uh, I think there's some truth in that. I'm seeing that because it does take time. I mean, you know, even to produce a Substack episode, even if even a short one, you know, um, if I'm going to write something, it takes longer. If I'm going to just put out some music video, I still have to produce the video and take the time to to go through the steps to upload it and put it out to the places that I want to put it out to. I mean, that's a you know, it doesn't sound like much, but that's maybe a couple hours investment. You know, that's that's a significant part of a day. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I, I think the only way to do that, you have to carve out specific right. like three right. day on Tuesday, right. Thursday, and Friday. I'm going to spend right. these hours. Right. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Kind of doing it on Mondays. I've been doing Mondays. I've been I've been spending a few hours on Mondays doing this. You know, just carve out the time and uh, okay, I'm going to record this and put it out yes. and write something about it. In fact, I'm planning on doing some today this afternoon because I got a few days off. You know, uh, oh. completely off for a change. <laughs> so so. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to produce some stuff the next few days here, you know, Good. while I, while I, while I have some time, you know, cool. I just wrote a new tune. I'm going to try to require, I have to write it out for my band. I wrote it. It, uh, I didn't write it intentionally at the beginning for, for the, for Joe, but it turns out, uh, to be for Joe sample Oh, because, uh, you know, I was influenced by the crusaders when I was starting out, you know, and I wrote the start writing this little sort of funk pop tune just to have some variety in the catalog, you know? Yeah. And then I thought, wow, this sounds like, like maybe like a Joe Sample or a Crusaders or something, you know. So I'm I'm titling it for Joe Sample, you know. Got to write it out. And, Great. Yeah. So, but uh, and I probably what I might do is put that out on Substack, play it, record, make a recording of it, and say, "Here's a new tune I just wrote." You know what I mean? Just an do idea. It. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. And then, like, could you turn it into some educational thing? Yeah, 
The other thing is I, I do a thing called Tune Talk where I talk, take one of my songs and I, uh, I have the lead sheet and I, uh, I, I just play the song and then I take it apart and analyze it harmonically. And here's how I think about if I'm improvising over this, I think about this harmony this way and this is this one, you know, and, you know, here's maybe another way you could think of this. But, you know, I've done several of those and that's something else that I, that I think is going to be very effective uh, on Substack because you can do video and and also write some text at the same time that accompanies the video you know and uh, and is there a limit on how much you could put up there um, you can do whatever you want you know it's free too and, and you wow. can you should try i'll send you a link to you need to check it out you'll yeah, I will. You'll I like will this. Yeah. it's turning into a long substack commercial yeah i know it's a long substack commercial but uh <laughs> so maybe people will go to my substack you know? yeah it's cool though you know all right. I mean, I have to step on YouTube. I'll check out Substack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep patchwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, that's what we do, right? We gotta, you gotta have different things going on. You know, I mean, you can't just rely on one thing here, you know, unless you're a, a big name person. Even like, you know, even those people, I mean, they still do multiple things too, you know? Yeah. I, I know I interviewed one of my buddies from college. He's got a studio in his house. He's played with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and he's played with. You know, Joe Sample's played with all these people. He's on a Steely Dan record, you know. He's still got a studio in his house producing his own stuff and, you know, and, you know, working on it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, man, this has been great. We've been going for quite a while here. This has been really interesting. Uh, you know, I never know what to expect. I don't start out with, like, a list of specific questions I'm going to ask people. I just have a few basic things, and then we just see where it goes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. This has been real interesting, man. It, My, for me too, man. They've taken lots of lots of different uh, little paths here, and uh, I think it's been really interesting. So. Oh, good. I hope someone finds it interesting. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm sure they good, will. Man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You got anything else you'd like to talk about? We got some more time. Anything you'd like uh, to add? What, what else would I like to talk about? Uh, look out for my recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AshevilleJazzCollective.com. Okay, AshevilleJazzCollective.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, thank you. That's where, uh, I mean, I have some stuff up there now, and there's links there to my, my Bandcamp site. Um, and then in JazzDrumming.com, that's my educational yeah, site. Yeah, I'll put so that I up have, on the have, site too, you know, on great, the notes. Great. Yeah. 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 So. yeah, I'll get all this info from you. And put it. In fact, I'll get it from your website. I'll put it all up on the show notes when I publish the interview. Great, man. Yeah, and I'll try to get it out by tomorrow. I might get it out by tomorrow. I can't promise, but I'll try to get it out by tomorrow. Cool. So, All right. Yeah, I look forward to playing with you. This has been a great talk, man, getting to know you a little better, you know. And, yeah, uh, likewise. I look forward to doing some playing sometime soon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Onward, upward. Onward and upward, <laughs> man. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, thanks. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks for checking out Notes on Jazz. If you want to communicate with me, I offer free consultations. Just check the podcast notes for a link. You can also find a link to my website for CDs, downloads, and videos. See you next time at Notes on Jazz.